Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live from the 6th and Peabody studio and across the OutKick network, this is OutKick 360 with Jonathan Hutton, Chad Withrow, and Paul Kuharski. Hour number two, OutKick 360. Back and underway from 6th and Peabody with John Beer and old Smokey Moonshine. With Chad Withrow and Paul Kuharski, I'm Jonathan Hutton, the entire crew making the show happen for us today. Uh, we have some headlines uh, earlier in the show, but, but the Rams are having their parade. Aaron Donald and John McVay are both chanting along with the team to run it back and along with the fan base, the fans of Joe, uh, to run it back. Um, and everyone's latching onto this. Is it some proclamation that both will be back with the Rams? Um, the I'm, shocking these guys today are saying I'm, they want to run it back. I'm, su- I'm sure the free agents, they failed to mention this, I'm sure the free agents that will soon be free agents in March, are also chanting the same thing. They're not all likely to be Is back Von on Miller March Is Miller going to be a free agent? Um, I don't think so. I think he got one more year? Well, he's, he's one of the ones saying run it back. Yeah, he's got one he, more year. Uh, Les Snead also uh, said during, when he spoke, said, F the picks. We'll use them to go win another championship. Talking about first-round picks in the future. Feeling and those people, those people that care about first-round picks. No, they're going to be trading the ones from 2032 coming up because they don't have any more to trade. <laughs> well, Would you like some of our 2040 first-round picks? Look, the other thing about the, the, the success is that the pick that they gave to Detroit is the 32nd pick in the draft. So if you, if you do what you're trying to do, we talked about this, your pick is almost a second-rounder, right? It comes with a, a fifth-round option attached to it. And it's one spot better than the first pick of the second round. So they did what they did, and they devalued the pick that they gave away, right? The first one, anyway. This one. Now you you try to do it again with next year's next year's pick. But look, he's he's emboldened to talk as strongly as ever about the trade today. Oh yeah. Right? I mean, I, I, that's, I, that's the payoff. Well, this is this is what's going to annoy me though about it is if they go in the tank in the near future right. because of all this. All of the same anonymous quotes to league writers about what are the Rams doing, giving up these picks. They look so stupid. Everyone in the league is scratching their heads. They're going to come back and say, see, I told you so. They had no idea what they were doing there. And I would point to they won a Super Check Bowl. Check our trophy case. That's the all that, that matters to them. They won one Super Bowl. This isn't about sustainability year in and year out of being average to above. It was about winning a Super Bowl. He wins. You can be mad at Les Need talking, devaluing draft picks, all of this. If you're another league source for one of these writers, he wins. His method won, period. You can go about your method and try to win a Super Bowl. That's the way everyone else has done it for the most part. That's fine. But you can't come back later and say, oh, see, look at this. 2024, they're 2-14. and This is what happens when you give up all those well, first-round picks. I think Hutton alluded to this a little bit earlier this week. Look at Doug Peterson. Right, he was fired after two full seasons after he delivered a Super Bowl, right? Yep. So you'll say 
anything for the Super Bowl. But look at what it did for Doug Peterson's job security. They started to turn south. The quarterback he won it with was gone and bad. And so it didn't do anything for his job security. So would you rather be Doug Peterson who gets that Super Bowl and ends up on the street out for a season and in Jacksonville in a rebuild mode? Would you rather be John Robinson and Mike Vrabel who might run into a first year out every year in the playoffs but can win 10 or 11 games pretty consistently in a crappy division with a quarterback we all know is not going to go on a four-game yeah, run. Let me, let me answer that question. Uh, with I know what the fans want. I know uh, what the no, fans no, no. want. I know what I want with 100% certainty. I'd much rather be Doug Peterson. Are you kidding me? I'd much rather win a Super Bowl in Philly and then have a job a year later. It's an NFL head coaching job than be uh, consistently a first-round exit. And keep or, your job. Or you can have the best uh, of both. Is, this is what John bothers McVay. me, though, about this. I don't think John Robinson is this way. So I'm not getting on to John Robinson for this. I hate, and Hunton, you've alluded to this, and I, I agree with you that it happens. People making decisions based on keeping a job longer. Not based on what's right to win a championship. It happens. Not based on what's right moving forward. It's, I don't want to do something that could be clearly second-guessed. Because if it doesn't work out, I'm going to get fired. Well, I think it goes to what And there are too many people who make decisions afraid that way. We can do both. We can, we can, Ryan Tannehill can get hot and win us three playoff games, four playoff games in combination Job. with Derrick Henry. I'm not saying they're on the verge. They just got extensions, both of them. They've done excellent work. And this team's in, in good shape. But are they going to do something crazy, go for it, move here to blow things up when they're NFL, winning divisions and going to the playoffs? NFL no? job security is all about, for the most part, how good are you at selling the future? Yeah, don't bother. The Rams out. were about the here and now. And for I'd say the majority of the league are selling the fact that they're going to be good either a year from now or they're selling the future more than they are the current situation. Um, and, and going back to uh, Sean McVay, I think Sean McVay, could have the best of both worlds. Uh, there, there could be a reason why he was all for going all in and trading the quarterback that got them to the Super Bowl three years ago. Um, but he fully admitted it wasn't the... Uh, he admitted, everyone admitted when the trade was made. Les Snead said, well, we've got a quarterback that can win us a title. So they made the move to win the title. But McVay can also be all in on this because you're all in to win a title and then by the time you're... 36, 37 years old, you're off to TV. And it's part of your whole plan. And that could very well be the case. But he's got um, the ring. If he had lost that game. He's got the ring. You know, Sean Payton. Sean Payton kept kicking the can down the road with, uh, with the Saints and, and with Drew Brees' contract. It's they constantly restructured it. They are in a complete mess right now. And guess who's not there? By his own choice. Sean Payton. And no, everyone fails to mention that part of it too. The guy who needed a year off. He's going to go to broadcasting and step back into a much better situation. Probably the Dallas Cowboys, but we, we can't say for certain. But he'll, he'll pick and choose where he wants to go, and he'll be at the top of anyone's list. Point being, these guys can win now, and then can also pick and choose where they go to rebuild the next job. It's, it's very similar to a college situation in that regard. And, and, and I'll use a comparison here where we are in Nashville to Mike Vrabel and John Robinson. I believe wholeheartedly Mike Vrabel coaches at the service of his players. He is a player-driven coach. He was a player. He understands it's players that's going to win the championship ultimately. He coaches that way. So he coaches in service to his players in a way. If you are a general manager, you are in service to your team, coaches, players, and to the fans. You're not in service to yourself. 
So ask Aaron Donald what he would have preferred, what route he would prefer. If Les Snead would rather just do safe things to be a playoff team for 12 straight years and never win a title or go for broke and win a ring. Because now well, Aaron Donald's considering retiring because he won his ring, which can, was one of his goals. You can do both. But I mean, John who's the Robinson last team to go you, all in like this and win? Yeah, John Robinson will tell you he's in service to the franchise, and that includes both short-term and long-term health. And so he is concerned with the status of the franchise in 2025 as, as well as 2022. Well, Unless they make fine, an organi- organizational decision that, hey, we're willing to bottom out in 2025. You know what's more detrimental than trading away a bunch of first-round picks? Taking terrible first-round picks right. and keeping them. Oh, for sure. So that's what's going to kill the franchise, ultimately, is him sitting on first-round picks, drafting guys who aren't working out. And that's, what Le- that's why Les Snead is, is laughing at everyone today that, that criticized him and questioned him about his picks because he would do it all over again. He probably will do it again if given the opportunity. Well, it would take a perfect storm to happen, but he would probably do it again. Les Snead can, can, can laugh all he wants to. Uh, he's not mentioned in the same breath as Sean McVay. And, and we'll get to that coming up in about an hour and a half on a big topic. Yeah, Les Snead, by the way, was Jeff Fisher's choice for general manager. I mean, think about it. He's certainly gotten more powerful and more important, but at the beginning, he, he wasn't, uh, well, wasn't a big power broker. Well, so it's about being the power broker for the quarterback and knowing when to cut bait the way McVay did with Goff, their draft pick. He inherited that pick. But he knew it wasn't going to get them the title that they just won this past week. And Paul, the, the average length for the quarterback-head coach pairing is much shorter than you would expect for that pairing to go on and actually win a title together. It really is. Uh, Scott Kazmer, who does some great stuff covering the league, put together a chart. Brace yourself for this. I'll, I'll repeat it. No team has ever won its first Super Bowl after starting the same quarterback with the same head coach for more than five years. No team has ever won its first Super Bowl after starting the same quarterback with the same head coach for more than five years. I tweeted out his chart with the link to to our conversation here. But if you think about this, and I looked at the last 10 years specifically. So you go back, uh, 2012, I imagine, was a Patriots year. There are a lot of blanks on this that are Patriots years. Yeah. Because – you know, uh, Brady and, and, and Belichick. Belichick were winning together well after they won their first one inside that five-year thing. But Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson in 2013 won in their second year together. In 2015, um, damn it, 2015, I can't read my writing. What's that say? Oh, it's, oh, it's Manning. Manning and Kubiak. In Manning Denver. and Kubiak in their first year together. Sorry, 2017, Peterson and Foles. In their first year together. 2019, Reed and Mahomes in their third year together. 2020, Arians and Brady in their first year together. 2021, McVay and Stafford in their first year together. That's four first-year pairings, one second-year pairing, and one third-year pairing. So this idea that you've got to get together and be together for a long time to get to a point where you can win the, the coveted Super Bowl, right? I got to get my coach and my quarterback together, and they've got to have a couple 16 game seasons, now 17 game seasons, several before the possibility of this Super Bowl is even something we can talk about is mythology now. It's crazy. Don't you think most people would say that? Oh, yeah, they've got to have time together. Well, it's interesting, but going to, to Chad's overall theme here, 
if you don't have more of an all-in mentality, or if you're not um, if you're not willing to push the chips to the middle of the table, I think it still goes through the draft because again, Aaron Donald and Cooper Cup were draft picks of the Rams. They're the two best players on their roster. But the 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 foresight to be able to trade the quarterback for another guy that's going to get you where you want to go, if you don't have the guy, that that's the key here. And how often we see throughout the league with the non-champions stick with the quarterback because you know what we're really close yes and and it it doesn't pay off generally generally not Um, listen and and it doesn't pay off if you're waiting more than five years with your guy listen to the ones who were longer five or longer the coach is out of there before look look how long long ago they are Bradshaw and Noel were five years Rippon and Gibbs were five years Favre and Holmgren were five years Manning and Dungey were five years. Rodgers and McCarthy were five years. Flacco and Harbaugh were five years. Steve Young and George Seifert were six years. That was a four-year starter only, though. Stabler and Madden, that was a four-year starter together for seven years. Hostetler and Parcells were seven years. That was a backup who replaced the injured Phil Simms. Those are almost all ancient history. The most recent of those is 2012, Joe Flacco. That's not modern to us, right? 2012 is... It's 20 years ago. Well, and I, I would even go back to the first Super Bowl. Bart Starr and Vince Lombardi were a pairing for a while, but they had won championships. That was the first Super Bowl uh, that they won, but it was after Which five wasn't years even called together. The Super Bowl until yeah, it was retroactive. The NFL championship game at the time. It's a crazy stat when you look at it that way. Just the, I guess what it tells you is newness is good, <laughs> right? A, a fresh change of pace. New coach idea, new quarterback also, play Brady is better. It. Right, Brady splashed in yeah. here on a regular basis, and we're not we're we're taking him out of it. Kind of the nature of, yeah. of the stat is, but if you have one all time great who's winning one every three or four years, it, it messes it up. But you can't you can't tell your fan base we can't get a new quarterback and go do this in short order. You can't look look at this chart. Well, and so the different routes to get that franchise quarterback. You know, with the Colts, they luckily went from Peyton Manning to Andrew Luck. It doesn't have to be go yeah. for broke, L.A. Rams, go meet in Cabo, trade for a star quarterback on a losing team. It could be lose as many games as possible and draft a generational quarterback in Andrew Luck in the first round. For Pittsburgh, it could be hang on for one year too long with Big Ben and then trade up and they're going to draft a quarterback. I mean, every mock draft I'm seeing – has them probably moving up to take someone, maybe Malik Willis. I don't know how good Malik Willis is going to be in the NFL, but that's another route to go to try to get your franchise guy. It worked out. And they sit in It worked position. out with Ben Roethlisberger They're for at Pittsburgh. 11, right? Yeah. Which isn't a terrible spot in They're this 11? draft. 11 or 12. Wow. Aren't they? I thought I'll have to double check that. Maybe you're right. That's crazy if they're that high. I, I'm thinking. So, so the- It's a trade. It's a trade pick. Okay. It's, it's not a, uh, it's not their natural pick. So the Paul thinking about the quarterback head coach combos, and this ties in here in Nashville with Tannehill and Vrabel. Fifteen pick number fifteen. Paul, um, who's it from? They're going into year four together. You're, I'm thinking yeah, through. You'd say the two, and and I think most of us expect they're doing something different at quarterback next year. They can get out of Ryan Tannehill for eighteen point eight million dollars next year. But the, the cap will go up. That's, unless something dramatic changes this year, I think most of us would expect 
they're doing something next year. I think it's, you know, most of the time, the coach can't survive that long, you know? Well, most of the time, well, I mean, Ryan Tannehill's a good regular season quarterback. I mean, this year, no, I'm his not, numbers I'm not were even, bad. I'm not even narrowing it to Nashville. I'm saying just broadly, most of the time, your, your head coach and GM pairings don't get five years with the same quarterback to make it work. You either have to sell a complete overhaul at the position or you're out. You can't just run it back without success because yeah, a lot of these teams not winning enough. I, I mean, I think there are. I, I get what you're saying, but I think there are teams that have successful runs um, that aren't successful enough to win the Super Bowl. Um, trying well, to think of I, I don't. I mean, the, I, I the one the one that comes to mind is Shanahan and Garoppolo, and they're ditching him. Yeah, so, and I, I honestly don't believe the Titans will get rid of him if the same thing happens next year. If they go and win another division. Why would they? They've got their GM saying he's the guy. He faces down a blitz better than anyone well, else. We're, they seem to be happy with winning the division and going to the playoffs. We're kind of I don't see if, if they're in the same position, they're saying, boy, it's not a great draft class, and we're drafting 27th again. Uh, we're kind of in a weird spot. I don't, I don't know for sure they're getting rid of them. But it's also, you know, I think we're starting to see it in Arizona with Kingsbury and Murray. You know, there's going to That's be a, a great example. There will be a divide there That's three where years. the coach will try to survive the quarterback. Well, it's also the contract. That, that's the other thing, right? You're talking about well, yeah, so a rookie got, contract, right. a first rounder's a fifth year option. But that's about the term. But if so you, you have to make a decision. But, but there. The, it's a, it's a, it, that's easier said than done on the decision because you've got the quarterback who I firmly believe in the postseason. That the way they played in L.A. was a game plan issue on Kingsbury. So if you believe that, you believe more in Murray, and if he has the same type of play that we saw this year in the regular season and he runs it back next year going into the fifth year option where normally that off season's where you would like to extend him if you're going to because he's only going to get more expensive then you make the change at head coach I'm not into Kingsbury at all and I think they had a terrible game all around in that game the playoff loss but I do tend to look at it as and they petered out again they keep petering out but to me, that's more one-game sample, first-time playoffs, all of that. I'm not ready to say, you know, put it on Kingsbury and put Kingsbury on the clock. Yeah. All of that, the way it's being steered by Murray's camp, it feels like. Well, it feels like Kingsbury's camp is steering it the other way. And yeah. that's square into Kyler Murray. Yeah. I don't think it's a big enough a loss that there should be – I don't think it's a big enough loss that it should fracture the team into two camps. I think the way they finish the season is a big enough loss that it could fracture them. It's not just the loss in the playoffs. It's that that well, was the best team in football. Yeah, they talked. They all played this. a Thursday night game, Paul, undefeated against Green Bay and should have won, and they just cratered from that point forward. And they talked during during the cratering that was exactly kind of the same scenario as last year. Last year, twenty twenty. Um, they continued to preach, "Oh, this isn't like last year. We're going to turn it," and they never did. They couldn't get out of it. And that's for a number of factors. It's just not head Tailspin. coach and, and quarterback. But that's where you start because that was the pairing that came in together that one, one of them has got to go if it doesn't get to a point next year where they make the run. Yeah, they got a year. Or they fix it and make a run. Or, like you're yeah, saying. right. Dan Dockich is coming up. We'll get back to this conversation on the quarterbacks. Pittsburgh's 20th just a from what I'm seeing here, Chad. I just saw 15th when I Googled it. Uh, the draft position. What's Indy going to do with Wentz 
at quarterback. We'll ask Dan that when we come back. Uh, Dan, who uh, is in mourning, last week we were in L.A. I looked at the Dan Dockage, don't at me, uh, on Outkick Network. He's wearing black and shades. Funeral. We'll, we'll give the reason for that when he joins us next on Outkick 360. What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie, your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. It's a game changer. With over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros, Angie has experience and expertise to tackle any project with ease. Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back. And their pros are locally based, often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. Angie makes the process seamless. From researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience, Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today to discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. So those uh, familiar with Midday 180, Outkick 360 rolls on. Um, we were always tailing the Dan Dockett show for the number one rating for Barrett Sports Media. And I... Um, all except for one year. All except for one most, year. Most yes, years we were right behind. One year we broke through. And yes, yeah. we continue to mention this for those that are uh, uh, season ticket holders of the show. I, I saw a replay of Don't At Me with Dan Dockett on the Outkick Network last week. And we're out in LA and he's wearing sunglasses like this. Now, had Dan Dockich been number one this, 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 this week, I would come in wearing these sunglasses to be more like Dan Dockich. But that's not the case any longer. He should have coasted. And not only, not only, Dan, did you drop a spot, meaning we would have surpassed you, you dropped two. What happened, bro? <laughs> third? You were third? Yeah. Where is your screen? I don't know. You guys never get it anyway, so why put it up? It's fine. Um, you know, I got in trouble last year because I wouldn't go swimming with someone that wasn't my wife. That became national news. I think, you know, I think that hurt me. I, you guys are out. I didn't try as hard. Maybe I took the competition for granted. I think that was it. 
I got what I deserved. I did. And I did wear black that day. I did wear my uh, secession hat and my shade <laughs> because, hey, let's face it, it didn't bother me until I actually saw it. And then the text came from you clowns. Hey, what? Your third? What the hell? You know, I didn't need that. I didn't need that in my life. Well, those Cleveland guys have been bitching and moaning for five years, I think. Well, they have a good show. We, we've heard them several times uh, uh, across the way at Radio Row at the, at the Combine. Uh, uh, but, I, but they, they I, were no let's, Dan Dockage. Let's, let's, let's cut it down to what really happened here. I think Dan, being so outspoken, probably rubbed a few of these voters in the Barrett poll the wrong way. Dan, I'll be the first to say, how dare you speak out against China and what they're doing? How, how dare you speak out against uh, L.A. mandating a mask right now, yet not mandating a mask in the Super Bowl? And that's what got you in the end, is some of these voters probably didn't like you speaking so much truth. That's I don't what think, happened. I don't think that was it. What was it then, Paul? I think, I think, I think, I think you I, slipped. I think, I think this. I, I think once I came to OutKick, I, you know, I, I, I think there's a – there's professional jealousy. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you guys set a trail, you're trailblazers. You're doing such great work here. And I wanted to follow in your footsteps. So now I'm here. And I just think it's too much for terrestrial radio. I, I think that people got angry. Uh, I, I'm surprised I was third. I'm proud to be third. What the heck? There's a lot of, there's a lot of things in the country. Are you dropping your cameo price now? Oh, that thing might go up because, uh, I like doing them, but uh, actually, I'm not moving that. I like my cameo price. That's kind of fun to do. I like those. How did you determine your price, Dan? Yeah, what is your price? I don't even know. Uh, 40 bucks, 40.99. I don't know. I think they did it. I think some guy called me with cameo, and he's like, hey, uh, here's your price. What do you think? I go, good, but what happens when I get fired from all these jobs? He goes, ah, don't worry about it. Said all right, so yeah, forty ninety nine. I am proud to say that every rating has been five star. I actually, I put thought into it. I care about yeah. my cameo. I do. I really do. I believe do it. For I, us? I believe it. Yeah. No, someone paid for Dan yeah. to do one for us. That was great. It was you at a lake house, uh, smoking yeah. a stogie and uh, saying how much better you were than us. It was perfect. Yeah. Had my crown going too. I had my crown, you know, and I had my cape. Yeah, I was. Uh, I was king for a day that. <laughs> That day on Cameo. Dan, so is it true that you've decided to unblock everyone you previously blocked on, on yeah. Twitter? And how many people have you blocked in the past that you're now unblocking? 6,900. <laughs> Six, over 6,900. You got to hire somebody uh, to do that. I know. I should. I, you know, but all of a sudden, the deep state, I don't know what's going on with the deep state. I think they're after me. I went to unblock people, and I must unblock a couple hundred. Now I went back and it says I have no one to unblock, but I I figured today I'm like, you know what? Uh, I'm gonna unblock. And I mean the first person that got unblocked, swear to God, F you doctors. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh man, come on. Give me five minutes. But yeah, 6,900. We're gonna get them all unblocked and maybe start a new count, apparently. Dan Dockich with us, and you can follow him and not be blocked at Dan Dockich on Twitter and check out Don't At Me with Dan Dockich mornings across the Outkick Network. Dan, um, I, I, I believe something's brewing. Something's cooking beneath the surface in Indy at the quarterback spot because they're not going to ditch Carson Wentz without a plan. What do you think the plan is? I, I, I swear to you, I don't know. And nobody does because you're right. You know, on the surface, Wentz was all right. You know, 27 to 7, you know, not quite 4,000 yards and, you know, if he, he the thing that's really 
irking people here is, you know, he missed a throw that would have won basically the game against Oakland and frankly got him into the playoffs. It was T.Y. Hilton down the left side. And if you talk to any Colts fan, man, this one throw. And the other problem is Jimmy Ursay, by all accounts, what I'm being told is Jimmy Ursay had to be talked into this move uh, by Frank Reich and Chris Ballard. It went Reich wanted him, Ballard then bought in. They went to Ursay, and I'm, I'm being told Ursay's hot. For whatever the reason, Ursay's embarrassed. He's hot. They've invested a lot of money. You know, when I look at this, here's what I see. I heard you guys talking about Kyler Murray. Okay, if that thing, there's only a certain amount of upgrades that are going to be available to you. Is Aaron Rodgers available? I don't think so. I mean, you know, you could say he is, I suppose. Is Russell Russell Wilson uh, available? Same thing. I mean, we don't have draft capital here. I, I'm all for trade. I'd trade Darius Leonard and Quentin Nelson if you could get somebody like that today, tomorrow, or the next day. Then you go, all right, is Jimmy G, you know, an upgrade? You got to look at what's realistic, don't you? I mean, you know, um, and is that really an upgrade? You know, I saw today on ESPN, Rob Ninkovich, and guys, I got to tell you that the Colts PR department is the best in the world. I mean, you would think the Colts were actually good. I mean, Rob Ninkovich saying, well, you know, they're a quarterback away from going to the Super Bowl. And I'm thinking, yeah, if that quarterback's Johnny Unitas, yeah, if it's Aaron <laughs> Rodgers, yeah, if it's Tom Brady, he's like, well, Jimmy G can get him there. Guys, I know you talk about this. Looks to me like the AFC is pretty damn good, particularly at the quarterback position. You better have a really good one. Um, I, I'm telling you, none of us, we're all like, hey, look, it's great. You want to get rid of Wentz. But what's realistic? And personally, the most realistic one is Jimmy G. That seems to me to be the only one that is realistic for the Colts to at least keep it even or upgrade it. Well, it's a it's a great um, it's a, a great exercise. If you went around the league and said, okay, which GM head coach pairing feels the heat of needing to go all in in a similar fashion that the Rams just pulled off? McVay's not feeling the heat like these guys. Uh, because the, from the day one, it was a it was a plan to get them back to where they needed to be. But Chad's Chad's big on this. Why not roll the dice and go in on the mega quarterback? The mega quarterback is Aaron Rodgers, and that that would be the all in play. Russell Wilson's another great example. Uh, but other than those two, I can't initially point to anybody. That, Brady coming out of retirement would be the third yeah, mega quarterback option if that happens. I, I'm thinking big time trade though, and and that that would be. That would be the one area where it would be a Rams-like move to be all in and, and run it with the team you have with the quarterback. Those two guys can back up what, what Nikovic is saying. Well, yeah, but what, what are you giving up? You don't have first-round picks. Uh, I, like I said, yeah. hey, man, you can, you can have the left guard. I know he's a generational left guard and all that happy horse bleep. Hey, you can have him. You can have Darius Leonard. Uh, what else you want? I mean, that's we're sitting here going, wait a second. If I'm Aaron Rodgers and I want to end my career, where would you like to end it? I got to believe it wouldn't be so bad to end it inside for eight games or nine, whatever it is, in Indy. And then you go to Houston. Then you go to Tennessee. I mean, you're playing in some warm weather, uh, Jacksonville. And so the, to me, that part of it makes sense. You know, but I also I look at it from the other side, too. Like, what is Aaron Rodgers? Who are Aaron Rodgers' weapons? If he comes here, you know, who's he throwing to? Can he make guys great? Sure. Uh, but who's he throwing to? What do they want? You know, ideally you say, okay, well, Jordan Love, 
has to be ready at some point. You you put a first round pick, so maybe this is the time. Do the Belichick thing. Get a, get rid of a guy a year before. That's kind of the golden egg. You know what I mean? That's kind sure. of the man. And then of course in Indy, you know every Tuesday Pat uh, has him on his show. Pat McAfee has him on his show, and they're friends. And Pat's you know uh, talking to him about Indy. So in well, you know how fans are. Oh man, Pat's going to get him to come to Indianapolis. <laughs> hey. Pat lives right across. He lives on the corner where the, with in, in a com on a compound, and the house next to me on a lake is going to become available. He he can have the house next to me. That's great. Let's do all that. <laughs> but I don't think that that trumps uh, a big lake in Tennessee. So I don't know, you know. But but Aaron Rodgers giving away it would have to be players because we don't have draft capital. It would have to be two really good, three really good, whatever really good players. So you uh, aren't the outkick employee he'll be living next to, by the way. Yeah. Just, 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 just hey, so you know. <laughs> I bought this little shack on the lake because I want to live on water. But the <laughs> dude next to me is a doctor, so you know, I, 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 he's he's trying to move to Tennessee. Everybody's trying to move to Tennessee to get closer to you, clowns. Yeah, we we've, we've got enough. We need people to move out, <laughs> not in. Ian O'Connor's book on on Coach K is coming out next week. Uh, there's some stuff in there about the falling out between Bobby Knight and and Coach K. Um, people I'm sure that you know uh, talking in there, including uh, former Army player John McCoola, who says in 2015 at an event in North Carolina where Krzyzewski really tried to mend fences, turned out to just be a disaster where Knight basically ignored some forays from Krzyzewski. Um, I'm just wondering what you know uh, and what your understanding is about the the ultimate falling out there and how Shashevsky couldn't get back into Knight's good graces when he seemed yeah. to want to. I here's the deal. This goes back. I was there in '92 and I was with Coach Knight when he had this letter that he was giving Shashevsky. Coach was pissed. My my guy Knight. He was hot about how Shashevsky was trying to distance himself from Coach Knight. And I said to Coach Knight at the time, I go, well, you know. He's at a major program. I mean, he's got to be his own guy. I remember sitting in a hotel room in Minneapolis like it was yesterday doing that. I didn't know about the letter. Uh, the game's over. We lose in the end. And I'll never forget this. I was walking kind of two guys or maybe a guy behind Coach Knight, and he just blasts right by Shashevsky and goes over to this guy named Colonel Rogers. Now, Colonel Rogers is a guy that Knight really had a lot of respect for, so I didn't think a whole lot about it. You know, I, I didn't, but then I'm in the hallway and, and uh, I can't remember who it was, but it was one of Duke's guys that was close to K was like, what's going on with coach Knight? Coach K's all upset. I go, what's he upset about? It? He just won. They smoothed that over, over the years, but it was always Rocky. It, it, it coach Knight gets offended by people that in his mind are trying to distance themselves from him. The deal in 15, uh, what I've been told was really childish. I mean, it was one of those deals where, and Knight did this to me when I left, you know, you go up to coach Knight out of respect, you say hello. And I did it to him when he came to a game of mine at Akron where his son was coaching and he gives me one of these, not now, Danny. And I, I flipped him off and said, okay, here's this. And I, and I, and I moved along. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, I just lost a game. I didn't give a rat's, you know what, about Bobby Knight. Like, I was just doing it. So I know exactly <laughs> what happened. Now, here's the deal. I feel bad for Coach Knight in this. Now, hear me out here. The dude is like 82 years old. He's got all kind of, you know, he's got dementia. He's got, 
and he still has to deal with stuff, you know, in a book that's, it's not, can we at some point let a guy just live his life? I, when ESPN did that 30 for 30, they wanted me because I was there longest. I was there 16 years. And I said, I'm not doing it. I said, I don't care. It's not going to be portrayed right. You want to paint Neil Reed as a victim. That's fine. That's your prerogative. But that's not how I'm going to paint it. And how about we just let the guy live his life? So I get, you know, I get that O'Connor's writing a book. I get it's interesting. You bring certain situations on yourself. But there's no doubt, in my opinion, I know exactly what happened in 92. And I know, I guarantee you, I can see it right now. Kay comes up the night, Knight's holding court. Uh, and Knight just, yeah, okay. You know, just blows him off. Doesn't have time. That's how Knight goes about his business. Uh, it's childish. It's immature. I don't blame Kay for saying adios. Uh, I just hate that, again, here, you know, a guy who, you know, at one point was mo was other than my father the most important male figure to me. Uh, again, has a has a negative uh, negative experience or negative circumstance portrayed in a book. Uh, Dan Ian O'Connor in the book tells the story of Duke investigating Zion's bank records uh, prior to accepting him as as part of uh, signing day for that one and done year. Do you have a good Zion recruiting story that you were told or that you? Uh, that you know about that you have shared maybe in Indy, but not with us? I don't. The only thing I know is that the guys at Clemson thought he was coming to Clemson. He's from South Carolina, but I, I really don't, you know, I was kind of out of it. And look, here's the deal. When you are involved at that level now, this is what everybody tells me. And I'm not, I'm not, you know, I, even when I was recruiting and, and all that, unless I actually saw something, but I'll tell you this, money managers, agents, Nike, all this kind of stuff, um, that's cheating now. There is no cheating now because of the NIL. But I, I really don't. The only thing that I know is that Zion Williamson better get his ass in shape yeah. because as a guy that's gained 30 pounds over the last five years, being heavy makes everything hurt. And I saw again today that, you know, he's back, you know, struggling with his feet. Well, no kidding. I mean, get in shape and get going. Should have done a cold ping pong ball for the Knicks on that one. For well, Williamson? Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, Zion is, in my opinion, a generational player. Like, he is so smart. But let's be honest, man. We, you guys know this. Football, basketball, baseball, I don't care. you got to have a certain level of discipline to compete against the best in the world. And that's who he's competing against. And if you don't, let me tell you something. They don't give a rat. So they're going to go on to something else. Speaking of that, by the way, I got Charles Barkley on my show tomorrow at 10 a.m. Whoa, that's And big. I'm going to ask him about it, right? You know who straightened Charles out? Moses Malone. Moses Malone called Barkley up to his room and just killed him. And Moses Malone is maybe the most respected big guy ever in terms of being tough. And Barkley told me privately before, maybe publicly, I don't know, Straighten my ass out immediately. And I started getting in shape. Zion needs that. Barkley's apparently retiring from uh, from TNT, from TV, he says, after uh, this next contract. Yeah, when's the next contract? 2060? <laughs> or whenever this one, ex whenever this one <laughs> expires, I guess. Yeah, I hope he doesn't, but... Maybe he'll just come on your show like Urban. Is Urban retired? He's, just, he's a weekly he's guest now? He's got to deal with you? Urban is laying low. Urban, right. uh, I saw in the paper that he played golf with Trump and Belichick and those guys I saw in the post. Urban's laying low. Uh, but uh, there will be, 
coming up fairly soon, a golf match involving Urban and me taking some of that Jacksonville slash Ohio State slash Utah slash Florida slash Bowling Green money. <laughs> so 10 a.m. Eastern time tomorrow, Dan. Charles Barkley will be on Don't Add yeah. Me, right? Perfect. Yep. Tomorrow morning. Yep. Right here. Yep. You're the man, Dan. You're the best. You're the greatest. Hey, last thing. How Third about best bottles? show. Third best show in oh, America. Hey, Congrats. how about the atmosphere how last about, night? How about the vials? How about the vials from 12 minutes to eight minutes? Holy cow, yesterday in the first half. Hey, all they wow. needed was a strength coach to get in their face, and then they went off on Kentucky. That was nuts. <laughs> what is that guy doing? And the double technical. I got to tell you, I always used to tell my coaches, look, we all weren't that tough when we played. Like, we all act like we're tough, right? And some meathead strength coach, you know, stop it. Like, just stop. We all weren't that tough. Let the players play. Let the players dive. Let the players jaw. Let the players fight. But sit your ass on the bench because <laughs> you weren't that tough. I remember when uh, Kevin uh, Stallings got in a scrap where he said he was going to kill one of his players. I played against Kevin. He wasn't that tough. <laughs> he wasn't going to kill anybody when he played against me. <laughs> sit your ass on the bench, man. Dan. Appreciate you, man. And if you ever say you're going to kill one of us, I'll believe you. Yeah, yes. I that, that, that I will believe. Chance. I love you guys. You guys are my teammates. Let's go. You're Let's the greatest. Love Thank you, bro. Dan. Thanks. Hey, you're the best, Paulie. Thank Charles you. Barkley, uh, tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock Central, 10 o'clock Eastern on Don't At Me. I always thought Kevin Stallings was going to stomp somebody to death when he coached oh, over yeah. at Vandy. He was a big stomp. It was Joaquin Noah that he got. Remember, he ripped the ball from him when he was trying to take the ball to inbound it, and there was a big you know, face-off between those fight. two. Yeah. His dress shoes and that court, they made a certain sound. Yes. He got ten, uh, Pitt paid him $10 million not to coach. For One that. year. <laughs> One year. Think about that. That was the worst $10 million year. not to coach. Unbelievable. Not Coming good. up, um, a question about the biggest recruit right now across college football and the program that is noticeably absent, even though he continues to add to the top group. Yes, we're talking about a Manning. That's next on Outkick 360. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So it's been known for, for a while. I think a while is a good way to describe it. Arch Manning is interested in Texas, Ole Miss, Georgia, and Alabama. Alabama in no particular order. And today I see a headline as I'm scrolling through this morning that he's added 
two more schools to that list. Florida and LSU. Outkick 360 rolls on. Your thoughts, Chad? Well, I mean... Did he really like that Brian Kelly dance video? <laughs> that turned him on? Uh, he said, you know, I want to be a part of that. I, I don't think he's interested in Tennessee. Tennessee should absolutely be interested in him, but I, I get the sense that they know he's not interested. I also don't think he's that interested in Ole Miss, but Ole Miss is on this list. And I just find it a little odd that Tennessee's not mentioned once throughout this entire recruitment process. Uh, they're mentioned as much as Vanderbilt is mentioned. Zero. I, and, and it's an obvious pairing that nobody has put together. And I find that peculiar. I mean, if Ole Miss is there That's all. and you see a, a, a family relationship is the obvious connection there, why not the other family relationship? Well, look, I, I find it odd that Tennessee's not like in his top seven, you know, or, or just kind of throwing them a bone because of his uncle, but... He's got a dad and another uncle and a granddad who are legends at Ole Miss. If Ole Miss doesn't land him, that's the loss well, for Ole Miss, but right? If, but From if, a family perspective, not just because one of his uncles played at Tennessee, I could see him being in the top seven. I don't think that well, puts Tennessee in great contention. The description I've heard is you don't want to follow Peyton. And I'm like, okay, well, if he's not going to Ole Miss because he doesn't want to play for Lane, yeah, Lane's, still on, Lane's still on the list. You put, I mean... It's not I, like he's playing back to back. And I, I'm not Peyton. saying like this is a bad. It's not a bad look, or it's just odd to me that the biggest recruit and the name that everyone's talking about. I mean, if the guy names a team, he's making the headlines at ESPN or or CBS, and he's just adding to a list. If the Florida Gators are on the list with Lafayette's new coach, there it's a I mess. Mean, there. I mean, maybe Cooper's got a connection with Napier, and there's something cool there. Maybe, but. Again, like if you're going to visit Florida and Alabama, to me, a Manning would put Tennessee on the list. I think it's weird that he added two teams this late in the game, and it's Florida and LSU. Uh, I don't find it as strange as you do that he wouldn't be considering Tennessee right now. Again, because the only one in his family with a connection to Tennessee not, is his uncle Peyton. I'm not and saying everyone else is all not, Ole Miss. It's not about considering. No one in the media, no one's mentioning Tennessee. Let me give you they're a theory. A, no one's pairing them up for whatever Let reason. Let me give you a theory on this. One, Tennessee is heavily involved with another five-star quarterback in that class that's ranked third, Nico Imalavea from California. Two, Arch Manning may actually – an Arch Manning decision may lead to Tennessee's next starting quarterback in this way. If it's Alabama, which is going to be one of his final three, and he goes to Alabama – Ty Simpson will transfer at that point, and that could be Tennessee's next quarterback. Great. So they get the guy that Alabama yeah, look, oversigned. I don't, and then, I, I don't, I, I don't, Tennessee was never going to be the favorite based on family. I'm not I, arguing I, with I'm, that, I'm Chad. like you that, that they should be in the top odd. seven. I'm, I think it's odd that Tennessee's not even, um, they're not, it's not even uttered. That's odd to me. Yeah, I, I thought he would maybe consider Tennessee in the top seven. I, I would never put one member of any family that went to a school well, when it's, it's three to one. But hang on. It's and not one even of them about, being his dad. My point is it's not even about the top the seven. School. It's not even top seven. Even before there was a top anything, Tennessee's not mentioned. Well, okay, let's go by heart. All right, let's go by uh, familial bonds. Tennessee and Ole Miss are only getting looked at because of family, right? It's not because of merit recently. I'm not putting Tennessee in with Alabama, Georgia, Clemson, any of these programs that's up there with them by merit and on-field performance. 
So if I'm looking at it from a family perspective, he should be looking at Ole Miss a lot harder than Tennessee based on his dad, his other uncle, and his granddad. If you're looking at some of these other – if you're looking at Texas, if we're going to talk about where the programs are, if you're looking at Texas, you should be looking at Ole Miss. Is that where Cutcliffe cut, cut went? Cutcliffe's his – yeah. Well, I mean, Texas on the list before Cutcliffe went there. It's, yeah. it's just all – it's something to ask, and I'm not necessarily saying there's an easy answer to it. Headlines next with Now Kick 360.